Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back and joining me for the third episode this week. Feels like we've been talking a lot lately. <laughs> Hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, I know I've had a great time talking with Anthony O'Neill this week about his book, debt-free degree and the impact that college costs are having on on all of us really right now. So uh, I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation and, you know, to talk about other options that might be out there to help you avoid some of those college tuition costs. And as promised, I'm going to be letting you know how you can win the second copy of Anthony's book, Debt-Free Degree. Earlier this week, I gave out the Popcorn Finance hotline number, which I need to find a better name for that. I do not know what I'm going to call it yet, but that's, it's just a hotline for now. By the way, that number is 707-200-8259. You can use that to call me anytime, ask a question. It's always great to hear from you. And I appreciate all of you who called in earlier this week in response to the giveaway for the first copy of his book. So for the second copy, this is what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to head over to either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're following me, or you can go to one of those places and follow me if you're not already doing that. And look for the post that's going to be going up later today. So today is Friday, November 1st, first of the month. And I'm going to be putting up a post with this question that I stole from my quick pop conversation with Anthony O'Neill a couple of days ago. So this is what I want you to answer. If you could go back to school completely free, debt free, tuition free, you don't have to worry about the cost. You don't don't even have to worry about how much you're going to get paid when you're done with that program and find a job. Just if you can go back, no worries, can study whatever you want, what would that be? And I'm really curious to hear your answers. So for me, if I could go back, I would study art again. I actually went into college as an art major for about a semester and a half, switched over, became a finance major, Probably a good decision at the time, considering I graduated in the middle of the recession, but I love Pixar. I've I've loved Pixar for years, and I wanted to be an animator. I wanted to be able to build and model those 3D figures and animate them. I, I just, I loved it. I did some of that in high school, and I've always just been fascinated with the work that they do. So if I could go back, I would study that again. I would find a way to go directly into it. I stopped being an art major because I had to do some weird projects with a bunch of cutouts and toothpicks. I was like, this is not for me. But if I could go back and do it again for free, not to worry about a job or anything like that, I would definitely go back and study like 3D modeling or animation with the hopes of working for Pixar because they do amazing work. So I want to hear from you. What would you do if you could go back to school? What would you study? So that's what's going to be in the post. It's going to be up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance. You'll find me on there. Just look for that post and then leave your comment. And you know what? Tag a friend who you'd be interested in hearing what their answer would be as well. But for today's actual episode, I thought it would be really fun to play a conversation that I had with Pam Andrews, a.k.a. the Scholarship Shark. We had an amazing conversation about how to find and win scholarships, which I think goes perfectly with the conversation that Anthony and I have been having throughout the week. So I hope you enjoy and get something from this conversation. And don't forget to enter in for the giveaway of copy number two of Anthony O'Neill's book, Debt-Free Degree. Thanks for having me, Chris. No, appreciate you being here. I definitely appreciate you sharing, sharing some knowledge because I'm not going to be much help to anybody on this episode. So I'm, I'm going to be leaning on you here uh, because, you know, Pam helps high school students get into their dream college and secure scholarships that will help pay for it. And, you know, one of the big accomplishments that, she, that she's done, I'm sure among many, is to help her son win over $700,000 in scholarship money that paid for his undergraduate school and graduate school. So that's that's big. That's a big accomplishment. I think give you some chops. People can, can trust that you know what you're talking about. 
first of all, I'm, I'm just impressed by all of that stuff <laughs> right there. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and, and then secondly, I hear about scholarships all the time. You know, you hear that they're out there when I was in college or when I was in college, when I was in high school, I, I heard about them and I tried to even apply for a few of them, but I didn't have much success, kind of got discouraged and then just stopped and just figured, you know, there's not really any money out there. So, you know, for someone who's had success like yourself, where where does someone even start? So the first thing, it really starts with mindset. So you're not going to win a scholarship if you don't apply for it. And I think a lot of times young people need the energy and the drive to work towards finding them. So really just getting in the right mindset that there is a scholarship out there for me that, you know, there there's plenty just having really an abundance mindset that there's, you know, there's plenty of opportunities available. I just think the biggest challenge for students is just discovering them. Um, legitimate scholarships, scholarships that are not scams, scholarships that are not a waste of their time. And so I, I think just first, just starting with, you know, having the right internal dialogue and knowing that it is possible that others have done it. And so, you know, therefore I can do it too. So I think that's the very first thing. And and then armed with that, I think the next thing a student can do is to begin to search and I always tell my students, I think batching and when you do a bunch of things together at one time, so batching creates efficiency. So I always tell students, take an hour or two, maybe like an hour, hour and a half, build your list of scholarships. Which ones do you want to work on this month? Go ahead and, and you know, keep up with those, write those down. And then on another day, I wouldn't recommend the same day. Maybe another day, if you do one thing on maybe a Tuesday night, let's say, then maybe on a Thursday or Saturday, sit down and begin to apply for a few of those scholarships and knock them out. So I think that's probably the key, just really getting organized in terms of searching first, building your list of scholarships, and then applying second as you, and then just continually doing it um, throughout the school year, throughout the summer, throughout your Christmas break. No, that's a great point. And, you know, too, to jump back uh, when you're talking about making a list, looking for scholarships first that are kind of similar and then applying for them like in batches. I think that's a great mm-hmm. point. I, I know I didn't do that. I would just kind of randomly find them, apply <laughs> for one and then see what happens and then kind of search again. It was like very stop and start. And, yeah. and you're right. It is hard to kind of keep yourself in that mindset of it's two different kind of like modes, like searching is mm-hmm. one mode and then applying and writing stuff and getting ready is a completely different mode for, it your, is. for your brain yep. to be in. So no, I, I love that tip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, and where do you recommend people even search? Like where do you, mm-hmm. where do you, where do you go look for these scholarships? Yeah. So for high school students, uh, I'll, I'll give a couple of locations where the listeners can immediately have, if they're young people listening, they can go and do it. Or if they, they're parents of young people, they can go ahead and encourage them to do it. One of the best places, the very best places is your high school's guidance counselor. A lot of times students go to their guidance counselor's office just at the beginning of the school year, maybe for um, their coursework, you know, academic advising, or, you know, I know some young people who really have never seen their guidance counselor. I, when I start working with students, I'm like, okay, one of the first things that they have to do when they complete my questionnaire is tell me the name of your guidance counselor. And, <laughs> you know, and sometimes they don't even know, like, I don't know her name. I'm like, you've never seen her. So. I don't think I met mine until senior year, so I, right, <laughs> I can understand right, that. <laughs> right. So, you know, they're a wealth of information. I'll tell you why. Let's say if I uh, own a local business, let's say I'm a jeweler and I have, um, I don't know, ABC uh, jewelers and I'm giving away a $500 scholarship on, you know, I don't know, some essay. You write a 200 to 
250 to 500 word essay on whatever. And it's for seniors because a lot of local businesses are very generous and very philanthropic. And so it's not unusual for a local business to offer a scholarship. Well, the best way for me to get the word out is to go right to that, you know, the, the area high schools to let them know about this opportunity for their students. So definitely start with your high school guidance counselor and ask him or her, where do you house the scholarships? Now, here's a, one of my pro tips. So if you're a senior, of course, if you're listening, it's the top of the school year, it's September, um, go ahead and, and take advantage of doing it. But if you're a junior or a sophomore, freshmen are kind of in transition. They're leaving middle school, gone into high school, trying to figure it all out. So they're not really thinking college, (laughs) but sophomore and junior year, you can do this. You still go to your guidance counselor. You still ask that same question and you find out what's coming up, you know, coming down the road. Because if you know that you may need to participate in a certain club or you may need a recommendation from a certain type of teacher or maybe a local uh, government official or maybe lead a project. And I'll give another good example. Um, there's a one large national scholarship where it says, describe a project that you've led. What was the outcome? Who did it impact? And this was, uh, it's a $40,000 scholarship, $10,000 a year. Well, if you've never led a project, it's only for high school seniors. If you've never led a project, you can't talk about it. Mm. So, so if you're in the 10th or the 11th grade years, now's a great time. You know, as you're thinking through your clubs and your activities and your extracurriculars, also stop by the guidance counselor's office to see, okay, so what are the scholarships and do it throughout the school year. You know, that's a, that's a great point. That's a really great point. I didn't even think about that. You know, you get to your senior year, you you only have so much time left. You can't all of a sudden join all these clubs and try to participate in these programs to qualify. So you're kind of like you're doing a little research, getting a heads up on what you need to do. And it gives you, you know, two, three years to, to do the things you need to get a scholarship. Absolutely. And then number two, um, and this works well with students, high school students typically of, of all ages. So as early as the ninth grade year. And there are several websites, several um, directories, scholarship directories. But one of my favorites is Big Futures. And many students are familiar with Big Futures, typically around the 10th grade year, definitely by the 11th grade year, when they're um, s- setting up their college board account for the PSAT. So kids are, students are already going to collegeboard.org, creating college board accounts. And a lot of times I find that they don't even know that there's a link right on the, the page that says scholarships. So you're going there, you're focusing on registering for your SAT. That's all they're focused on, the, the SAT, SAT. But there's a, a link there with tons of scholarships. And when you create your account, it's asking you for all kinds of information. So the more details you provide in terms of your grade and your city, your state, your major and all that good stuff is going to help to filter some of those scholarships for you. Oh, that's interesting. There are a couple of others. I'll just name a few more, but um, I really like the, the big future ones. There's one by Sally May. A lot of times people just know Sally May as the lender, but Sally May has some great resources on their website. If you go to sallymay.com forward slash scholarships with an S, there are scholarships there. And then another website is scholarships with an S, scholarships.com. And then fastweb, F-A-S-T-W-E-B.com. So those are all directories where it will list scholarships. And uh, okay. um, and I'm actually familiar with, I think the last one's the only one I remember from back when I was oh, trying to yeah. <laughs> 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 for scholarships. <laughs> there are literally so many directories, but those are just a few of the big ones. So if, if the listener got started with that, that would be a lot. One final thing for our high school seniors. So in addition to your guidance counselor, your website directories, definitely go to the website of the colleges to which you're interested in. Hmm. So, yeah, if you live in one state, one city or whatever, as you're building your college list and you're working 
to apply, then also go back and visit that school's page and click. It's typically under, you click on financial aid and you'll see it and they all talk about their school scholarships for maybe different majors, maybe STEM majors, nursing majors or psychology or education or general for the general college or general university. And then sometimes they have local scholarships by local businesses as well. And, you know, because you don't live in the area, you may not know about it. So that's another great way to find a local scholarship, which tends to have fewer applicants and that, you know, increases your odds of winning if you do, you know, do the right thing on the scholarship and do a, a good job on your application. No, that's that's perfect. No, thank you. I, this, this is a lot of great, I think, really applicable information that people can can take and kind of help either, you know, themselves. If you're a longer, if you're a younger listener listening to this episode or if you're a parent, if kids are approaching this age, I think there's a lot of good advice in here for they can get started on finding some ways to, to pay for college without having mm-hmm. to pay for, pay for it themselves. So do a quick recap. So if I can remember this correctly, you said, so mm-hmm. start with your guidance counselor. That's a great place to yes. start. They'll know about some, maybe some local scholarships and maybe have uh, access to some directories or some lists of some things that are going on in the area. That'd be a good idea for you to, to apply for. Uh, you also mentioned that going to a uh, different college directory. So you mentioned FastWeb. I remember that because that's the only one I've ever actually <laughs> used. But <laughs> there are a few other examples you gave. And then you said, what, scholarship.com? FastWeb and bigfutures.org. But if you go to collegeboard.org and click on it, it'll take you to their scholarship portal. Perfect. And then the last one you said was also make sure you check out the scholarship listings on the actual college websites because they may have some out there that are specific to the area in which they're they're located. Right. And or your major as well. Thank you so much, Pam. I really appreciate you sharing all this information. And, you know, for anyone out there who who's, who's really interested in scholarships and they're still they still want more, they want some more info from you, they want to connect <laughs> with you more. Where's a good place for people to reach out and, and see what you're doing or maybe to, to send you a message and get in contact with you? Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear from people, especially if they're applying and, you know, they win and it's always exciting. But um, my website is thescholarshipshark.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at thescholarshipshark and Facebook at scholarshipshark. I'll make sure I'll put that in the show notes as well so people can can reach out to you and, and get some more of that information from you because yeah I, I think awesome. this is something that everyone knows about scholarships but they don't know how to actually get them I think that's, that's how, how yeah. it goes for most people so definitely want to make sure to put the resource out there and that way people can uh, can get more info from you and learn from what you're doing because it sounds like you're doing a really great job awesome thank you Chris your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins <laughs>